Bros, and welcome to another episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. We have a big week coming up for you here on One Shot. Thanks to Charo Vaughn and all the Redditors over on r slash RPG, we're going to post a brand new Gotham-themed fiasco playset. I'll also be posting a brand new update to Critical Success. I know it's been a while, but I have been incredibly busy. But most exciting is today's episode. The board of directors of the Chicago Loot Drop charity dropped by to play Time Watch. Now, for those who missed the Kickstarter, Time Watch is a gumshoe-based time-traveling role-playing system. Now, if you haven't played a gumshoe game yet, I highly recommend that you do it. The gumshoe system was designed by Robin Laws, who is also responsible for Feng Shui, my all-time favorite role-playing system. Gumshoe uses a storytelling approach to mystery gaming, while maintaining the edge of traditional gaming systems. Time Watch takes advantage of all the best parts of the Gumshoe role-playing system to create a fun, pulpy game where you can take advantage of any time travel trope imaginable. System designer Kevin Culp is also a talented writer. The playtest version of the rulebook, which was released to backers right after the Kickstarter funded, is full of fun jokes and examples that make learning the rules a pleasure. Even with an incomplete version of the rules, the world of Time Watch is vivid and imaginative, but flexible enough to allow you to impose whatever logic you want on the game world. Sadly, the Time Watch Kickstarter is over. However, it funded $96,000 above its goal, so you are definitely going to see this game on store shelves. In the meantime, you should beg your friends who were smart enough to invest in that Kickstarter to run a game for you. You also have this month's adventure to tide yourself over. Before we get to that, I want to remind everyone to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. If you've got a question or comment about the show, be sure to email us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, everyone, we are playing with the Chicago Loot Drop uh, board members and volunteers this week. Uh, let's go around and meet our party. Uh, the, once again, I'll remind everybody this is going to be a game of Time Watch, and we're going to have some time travel hijinks. First up is Eric. Eric, what's your last name? Hansen. Eric Hansen. All right, that's a pretty good time traveling last name. Eric, oh. just so uh, the one-shot audience has an opportunity to meet you, where would you go if you had the power to time travel? Right. Or when? would you go so i'm i'm thinking and as you know i've been struggling with this i'm thinking late 1800s germany there's a lot of really interesting thought going on um it hasn't turned like crazy nazi yet um, so you feel like you could sway the tide i mean potentially change. yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I mean nietzsche had some headaches maybe i could introduce ibuprofen right that'd right. be good yeah <laughs> maybe maybe just some early chiropractor stuff it might have been you know uh migraines who knows could be yeah um eric who are you going to be playing this i'm week? going to be playing skag the female uh not philosopher sophosaur sophosaur okay sophosaur. explain the difference between a sophosaur and a velociraptor to people who have never played time watch before um there isn't a huge one um i'm going to say that uh with the Sophosaur name comes the the history of being from a different dimension mm -hmm. that was that was sort of wiped out by Time Watch. Oops, right. um, uh, and that 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 inherent in that means a fair amount of sophistry. Like, am I really the only sentient creature in existence? Wow. And this is all just my dream. Interesting. That's interesting. We should also we'll point out, unlike real Velociraptors, Sophosaurs are psychic. And can talk. Oh, I thought you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of an important difference. Yeah, All so right. we 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 did not get wiped out by a com uh, by a comet or a meteor impact. We uh we continued evolving for a number of years and became um, quite advanced. Well, they did better than than we did. So let's move on to <laughs> Reina. Reina, what is your last name? For My the last name is also Hansen, and that is not a coincidence. What I know. <laughs> This is the first married couple that we've had playing. Well, you're about to have a second one. What? I know. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry, guys. Wow. Yeah, this is clearly season two one-shot stuff where we decided to make it more interesting. A lot of the party members had to get married. <laughs> uh, Reina, who are you going to be playing? I am playing Dr. Leah Breen, um, the creator of time travel, as you all know. 
Um, oh wow! Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, in um, this universe. Oh, and I forgot to ask Raina. Raina, where, where, when would you want to go? Well, that's a good question. I think I would swing through the 1800s to pick up some fun wardrobe, but I would actually go far enough into the future where I could live in a bubble, never have to deal with like nature or mm. bugs, grass, allergies. I'm done with all of that. Stuff. You're done with it. Okay. So I'm figuring far future. So like well, a, po- a post-apocalyptic hellscape where there's no plant life. That sounds good. I mean, that would work too, yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking living in a bubble. Brace yourself. Yeah. Summer is coming. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. And uh, let's, so let's learn. Uh, what, can we get a physical description of your, your character? Sure. Um, Dr. Breen, she is actually not so into physical appearance. Um, a little bit I'm not going to use the cra- word crazy because she certainly is not mad, but not exactly the best well-kept. Um, doesn't like to bother with things like that. She has better things to do, you know, inventing time travel and anything else she feels like inventing that day, maybe doing a few experiments on her fellow Time Watch agents, um, things like that. So, yeah. All right. Um, and let's move on to Connie. Connie, welcome to One Shot. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Can we get your last name? For sure. My name audience? is Connie Beringer. Which is like a crazy coincidence because that is the name of the audio equipment that we use. Get out. It's also a name of another participant here. God damn it. So many Beringers. This rabbit hole goes. Your name is Beringer too? Get out. Deep, you guys. I just got it the other year. Connie, when would you go? Well, uh, I think. I don't have any particular time that I would want to go, but I am a big fan of hover devices mm. so if i could find a hover bike uh not a hoverboard but a hover bike hover bike yeah, yeah you feel a little bit more stable on the a lot bike. more stable i'm an excellent bike rider i am a terrible board rider do yes. you still hover do you still um like pedal a hover bike well, or do you just is it more like that like a hover cycle may <laughs> you know <laughs> i'll have to go into the future and find out <laughs> let me get back to you on that it depends one. on what I'm part of the like, future you still i think want the <laughs> exercise but hovering's cool or you just want to Get there quickly like a moped, but not, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't right. worked out all the logistics okay. yet. Right. I'll have to ask Dr. Leah Breen to invent something for you later. I'm sure Dr. Breen could handle that. Uh, Connie, who are you playing? Uh, I am Altani. I am a Mongol princess, daughter of Genghis Khan. Ooh, that's a that's a cool lineage to have. Uh, let's first daughter of Genghis Khan. Thank oh, you. Okay, mm-hmm. so the most important. Indeed. All right, and uh, let's get a physical description. Uh, like many Mongols, I have a very high forehead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, how, I'm 29 how, years old. How does she dress now that like she's outside of her time period? She could, you know, dress in whatever clothes she wants. What does she choose to wear? I have a uniform, actually. Okay. <laughs> it's much like everybody else's. The time, the time watch uniform. It's embarrassing. Yes. Okay. I know. <laughs> okay, and no, no, uh, no Mongolian flair to it. Uh, no, but I do carry a large sword that I like to, I would want to use. Unfortunately, it is frowned upon by my Time Watch cohorts. Oh, really? Okay, they are peaceful people. I am not. All right. Well, for for more okay. peaceful people, let's move on to Bill. Bill, you seem very peaceful. Uh, generally, I'm a very, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a very mental thing. I don't like to use violence, you know. If if not necessary, uh, yeah. Okay, well let's uh, let's. Uh, where, what's your last name, Bill? Uh, my name is Beringer. Very similar to the lovely Connie. Who Unbelievable. Came just There's got to be a conspiracy. Oh, I yeah. thought you were also going to be named Connie, and I thought maybe like <laughs> Connie's Pizza provided the audio equipment. I thought there was just going to be. I got confused. Right, right. Um, and it's an Bill, understandable thing. When would you go? You seemed were, you were excited about this one. You knew. I was. I was. I uh, I have to admit. I don't know a particular year, but I would want to go far enough back that some of the uh, sort of um, the primeval forests still existed mm-hmm. in number around the globe, and and actually get to see what one of those forests was like. Because what, whether there were dinosaurs or not roaming them. Um, but there was a, you know, we, we as humanity have taken over the globe, have really pushed back nature in that sense. And I'd just like to see like a true wilderness full force. Like, yeah. What, what did that look like? You can always go to the Amazon. I, even the Amazon is not, not to the centuries old level of, you know, growth and layering. Right. That right. used to be, there's apparently some sectioned off area of Eastern Europe that's at least semi-close, but mm-hmm. yeah, apparently 
doesn't exist anymore. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. All right. And, and Bill, who are you playing? I'm playing Kel Fala. He's a starship pilot from, uh, from the 24th century. He, uh, he's from Sierra Leone. He's a, uh, you know, he's a kind of a philosopher soldier. You know, he, he's, he's very disciplined. He's very, has a lot of thoughts about government styles and, uh, <laughs> and, and methods of interaction. And he wants to go check those kind of things out. Um, but, uh, you just don't want to get in a race against him. Ah, very cool. Very cool. And finally, uh, let's, uh, move on to the person who helped us set all this up. Mike Chuck. Hello. Mike, uh, let's have a short conversation about Chicago Loot Drop before we really dig into the game here. All right, let's do it. Uh, we are Chicago Loot Drop, and what we do is we raise money to buy books and toys and games to buy uh, uh, for Comer Children's Hospital at University of Chicago um, in partnership with uh, Child's Play, which is a larger international charity um, kind of that is a part of the Penny Arcade webcomic. Yeah. Um, and so the local participating hospital with Child's Play is uh, Comer, and that's uh, something we work to get started. And then we keep doing fun, nerdy uh, fundraisers for Comer. Um, we were just at C2E2. We had a booth there. Uh, we had a uh, what we like to call press start to drink, a kind of brewing view of uh, Scott Pilgrim and Wreck-It Ralph recently. And then coming up, we have, um, it's nothing that we're putting on, but um, we'll be uh, the beneficiaries of a kind of Chicago Loot Drop night at the Public House Theater for uh, the Nerdologues are redoing um, this amazing sketch show they did um, last year. It's uh, called The Lord of the Wrigley Fellowship of the Cubs, um, and it's a great little sketch they did with us. They did that, and then we did um, a sing-along to the uh, Rankin-Bass version of The Hobbit last year, and it was kind of the best Very thing cool. ever. ever. <laughs> um, it was really awesome. It was so good. Um, so we will bring that, that back at some point, but the sketch show was super good, and thankfully, um, this is the first time the Nerdalogs have ever brought a show back. And so they're doing a six-week run um, all throughout June, um, starting at the end of May, going through June, um, and it is uh, Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and we will be there June 14th, 8 p.m., um, and if you go that night, we will get uh, some of the portions of ticket sales. So. Very cool. Um, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard of the Child's Play Charity. It is a great uh, larger organization, and Chicago Loot Drop is a wonderful outcropping of that organization. If, uh, you know, people are in Chicago or just care about that charity and want to get involved, where can they find you guys? We are on the internet at various things with either a slash Chicago Loot Drop or ChicagoLootDrop.org. What about a central website? All right, central <laughs> website. We are at ChicagoLootDrop.org. Emphasis on loot, not loop. People, since it's Chicago, people often think the loot is a P sound. But no, it's loot, drop. And then, I mean, this is a role-playing uh, podcast, so I think people. Can yeah, yeah. The, we know, we know what the loot, loot is. Or the loot drop name. It's, a, it's like a guitar, from. but it's, it's yeah. No, it's, yeah. Don't don't, don't, don't get alternate spellings involved here. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. All right. Um. And Mike, uh, let's. Uh, w- when would you go if you could go any any period of history? Um. Easily, I would go into the future. Um. For a few various reasons. One, I I am ready to go full on cyborg. Uh, maybe not full-on cyborg, but uh, gradually, I think. Um, similar to Reyna wanting to go away from certain ailments. Um, first thing up is uh, robo-sinuses. Um, <laughs> then laser eyes. As opposed to laser eye surgery, I want laser eyes. Yeah, that can uh, perform surgery. That can see 20 but also shoot lasers. And, um, and I blew out my knee a couple weeks ago, so robo-knees. 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 And then there's the added benefit of, um, I guess while I'm, like, recovering from all these surgeries, <laughs> it is the future. I would Netflix binge so hard. Oh, man. Um, and just, like, watch, like, catch up. Like, watch so much Doctor Who. How many seasons? Like, let's go 50 years in the future. There's another 50 seasons of Doctor Who. If you could Matrix-style awesome. download Doctor Who into your brain, uh-huh. would you do it, or would you watch it the traditional way? I would watch way? it. I would watch it. But if we're talking about the ability to affect what's in our brains, I would watch it, then I would delete it and watch it again. Oh, <laughs> man! Oh, that's such a good idea. Mike, uh, who are you playing? I am Mace Hunter. I am a man of action, passion, and a risk-taker. Also a bit of a gambler and a drinker. Um, I, me and old Bessie 
have killed many a wild animal upon the African plains, past, future, and present. Oh, man, a big game hunter. So do you feel even partially responsible for, you know, extinct species, you know, getting wiped out with your game hunting ways? I actually have a list. Some people like to check off kills, and they have it, like, put on, let's say, their war plane or whatever. I have a wall memorializing everything that Mace Hunters wiped out. Wow. that You sound more like a villain than a hero, but I guess we'll find that out as we start the show. Old Bessie's hungry. Time is not fragile. Like a river, it ebbs and flows, splitting into many channels and pools, extending in either direction farther than the mind can comprehend. However... Thieves, tyrants, and titanic terrors which defy imagination seek to prey on the innocence at the very reaches of reality. Our only defense against these chronological cretins are the brave heroes who stand century in the citadel, which sits outside of time. Those champions of continuity, Time Watch! And now, the One Shot Podcast presents tonight's episode, The Wailing Goddess. All right, so we join our, our investigators in the Time Watch Citadel, the fortress that sits outside of time. All right, guys, what are you doing? Yes, Hunter's having a beer. Mmm. I'm probably tuning up a starship off in a bay somewhere. Alonzi? I'm just glowering. Glowering? I see her over there glowering, and I can't help but think I've got a few things, like a little bit of... Something, and maybe I can improve her thought process, because, I mean, really, she could use it. Hmm. And, of course, Skeg. I am being specifically as nonspecific as possible. Skeg is, like, meditating on that particular action. I don't want to draw too much attention to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a raptor. Uh, when suddenly the lights turn red and start flashing, there is an alert. All... All Time Watch agents in the Citadel are to report to the commander's room immediately. Um, you approach the command. Mace Hunter takes his time. <laughs> <laughs> you swagger. Everybody else runs, <laughs> and you swagger your way to the commander's room in the Citadel. Your commander, uh, let's see, it's a good name for a commander. Thomas Steele. Thomas Steele, commander of Time Watch, welcomes you to the room. All right, good. Is this really the only agents that we have available? Yes, Commander. Leah Breen, we'll need everybody. We, I hate to risk you in the field, but we've got an emergency, and none of the Time Watch agents who are currently out in time are able to assist us. It, it might destroy the universe itself. We got an alert. Um, he pulls up uh, one of those cool holographic maps of the Earth. It, the globe spins a little bit, and it zooms in on Egypt. Shortly after the last great pyramid of Giza was completed, all of the pyramids in Egypt disappeared. We aren't affected because we're sitting outside the time stream, but I'm getting agents from all over the place who are calling in, saying that they've had to resist chrono disturbances. You're the only team for this job. We need to find out why the pyramids disappeared and how to get them back. Do we know where they're at? Well, if I knew where they were... I wouldn't need investigate. Can I talk to somebody? Can I talk to somebody who ain't a dummy? (laughs) Leah! Well, I think I think we can certainly help out here. I mean, I know several different races and um could possibly be Yeah, I think I think we can investigate this for sure. You know what? I was actually just thinking of fi- making a device, perhaps a pyramid locator. Um I hadn't thought about um a pyramid locator specifically? Well, well since pyramids are primarily inert, I would question normally the use of that device, although well, in this specific situation, that, that seems like a great idea. I was thinking that it could also be, you know, tweaked for cones oh. if we ever needed. And I was actually just a little bit hungry, so I was thinking maybe an ice cream cone on the way over. All right, I'm going to need everybody here to focus. Can All right. Sphinx you know, this, well? is, uh, this is around the time frame of the pharaohs, right? I, uh, I've got some interest in uh, semi-benevolent dictators and the rules which they establish. The, the pharaohs have an intimate connection to these... Pyramids, correct? Perhaps. Yeah, they put dead ones inside them. Could we perhaps check on the 
uh, alive status of many of these pharaohs. I didn't kill any of them, did I? I don't think. I'm very good. I didn't. You we better not have killed a damn pharaoh yet. You know, history is long. And Hunter, you're on my last nerve. I'm about to have your yeah. badge and oh, gun. No. If it's sorry. the last nerve, he may be. He may start hunting it down. So, so, sorry, sir. I'm a, I have to explain your actions to the time mayor every day. <laughs> I'm getting tired of it, Hunter. The mayor you're on thin ice, Hunter. The mayor likes my style. The voters don't. You love it. You love it. Everyone who votes outside time wants you removed. I have, I have to stick my neck out for you one more time, Hunter. That's it. You're off the force. You uh, think about that when you're out there today. Uh, I'm only using you because I need you. I think you need only me. I mean, this is kind of a big team for what Mace Hunter can do on his own. <laughs> you know, I was actually just thinking back when I was in my early stages of having figured out how to time travel, although not having quite perfected it yet as... We obviously have now, thanks to me. Um, I was going, I did go back in time, um, to about this, this time period, I'm guessing, um, to see, you know, if they had had any good thoughts about time travel. It turns off they were way off. I mean, I could explain to you all of the intricacies, but you, it's a little bit above your head, especially you, Macy. I miss when you had your assistant with you. He understood what you were talking about and could explain it to people. Yeah, it's well, just a bunch of jibber jabber coming from you. It's not really, but anyway, I did, I did um, meet some of the scientists back then. Maybe we could go back and uh, see if anything's different. I mean, I've been there before, so we'd have to be a little bit careful. But all right, well, since this is officially an investigation and not an acquisition mission. As we don't know where the pyramids are, I'm going to suggest we start at the scene of the crime. Now, for some reason, we can't, we can't get you, we can't travel you in before the pyramids disappeared, but we can do it just after. There's some sort of temporal disturbance. I'm sure you understand this better than I well, do, yes, Doctor, course, but we can't Well, yes, of course, if I was in. going to steal pyramids, which I did not, just for the record, I would, in fact, create a little bit of a... Uh, that just occurred to me. I'm going to write your name on a list of suspects. <laughs> it's just a formality. I, I understand. I if you knew where they were at, your pyramid locator would be really, really handy. Well, yeah, he, uh, I mean... Like, uh, oh, it worked! It is suspicious. <laughs> we're it? all suspicious of her. Everybody keep you an eye on... You just happen to have a pyramid locator that knew where they're at? No, I'm going to make one. I haven't made it yet. I was just sitting here thinking. I mean, he's talking missing pyramids. What do you think? Pyramid locator, obviously. Come on now, Mace. Even you can handle that one. Are we sure that the pyramids have been stolen? I don't know if they've been stolen. They Perhaps have disappeared. they have never been built. Why doesn't everybody think like a Mongolian princess? I want simple thoughts out there, simple thoughts that get direct and to the point. That's better than any of the eggheads and jibber-jabberers and loose cannons in this room have been thinking so far. Maybe what about you, lizard woman? I'm actually interested in this pyramid finding device. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if this is pyramids as a geometric construct or if we're talking about the specific monuments in this case. I picked the wrong day to stop drinking. Everybody out of my office. Now, I want this investigation started yesterday. Never stop drinking, sir. Raise you to the starship. Oh, crap. We need to use time machines this time, don't we? Damn. Yes, we do. Raise you to the time machine. All right. So, um, you guys... Go ahead, little buddy. You guys go out to pick up your autocrons, um, and you're in charge of the investigation. What are you doing? Where are you going? How are you going about it? Well, I've certainly taken some time to think a little bit more about this pyramid locator, and I think I've got a good idea. Um, the shape, obviously, I've got down and can be... You hear, you hear the time captain's, uh, voice echo in your head as he, as you guys originally founded, uh, this organization together, um, because you were obviously the inventor of time travel. I want everybody to remember, most importantly, since we have all this fantastic technology, to remember to focus on good detective skills rather than magical fiat devices, <laughs> as it will be more interesting for an outside absorbing force right, to well, see that happen. Right, well, I was just going happen. to say that as I had been thinking about it, I realized that although it would be great for relocating ice cream cones, that the concept of locating a pyramid and a specific one beside that, I mean, pyramids are found everywhere. And so I've more or less given up on the idea. Idea, but I'm still thinking that eventually I think I can come up with something. Perhaps we should leave her behind. She is old and feeble, and her mind no longer works very clearly. Just a thought. You've got a point, Altani. Thank you. I think, uh, I think, you know, I, I'm, 
perhaps slightly more uh dealing with government officials, perhaps we could go back to actually looking at, I don't know, the last pharaoh who didn't have a pyramid built to him or her. Him. They they didn't have female pharaohs, did they? No. Okay, I'm I'm afraid I'm not as well versed in that topic. So perhaps we could go as some sort of delegation to the rulers of Egypt. Perhaps pick up some clues in that area. Let's do it. I, All right. I'm afraid I don't know a year. I might have to just dial in randomly on the autocron until it picks <laughs> well, up. Well, keep going backwards because at some point you're going to get a block out. So go right after that. Yeah. So you see a large black space. Um, that is apparently the moments where these pyramids were disappearing. Um, you can't go, it's a period of actually a couple years. You can't jump in in between that, but you can jump in on either side of that. So do you want to go to the instant before the pyramids disappeared? Do you want to go long before the pyramids were constructed? Do you want to go the uh, instant after they disappeared? It's up to you. So the disappearance was just after the completion of the final pyramid. That's correct. And we're only talking about a couple-year window that we can't get to. Mm-hmm. So we could go to a time during the construction of the final period still pyramid still. Absolutely. That seems like a worthwhile place to start. The lizard makes a good point. All right. Uh, so you got- it, Chewie. You've seen that movie, guys, right? Have you seen... Did anybody go to 1977? And you should. It's good. <laughs> Raptors didn't get a lot of affection in 1977. I have a movie for you. Raptors are awesome. Excellent. (laughs) All right. So you guys are ready your autocrons for the jump. um, And you're jumping to the period of construction during the last pyramid. Correct? So you make your jump. And you are in ancient Egypt. You see a large construction effort. There are people lugging massive stone blocks up the pyramid. There are, you know, people observing them and, you know, commanding them about. It just appears that there's a huge effort being made. Most people are wearing, you know, dirty rags or, you know, light clothing that protects them from the sun. So you guys in your blue and white striped uh, Time Watch uniforms are standing out a little bit. Uh, you have jumped in at a place where nobody could see you jump in, as that's part of the autocron standard functionality. You're stealthy for now. But what's your plan of attack? Basking in the sun. Getting that cold blood up so you're not going to be super la- lazy and lethargic during this expedition. Good idea, Skeg. I, uh, I believe computer here. Smart guy. Mm-hmm. Calling you computer. You wanted to speak to a pharaoh of sorts? We should disguise ourselves. Well, you should. Yes, I'm also going to disguise myself. Perhaps in, uh, I don't know, I I can't see, uh, do we see any people of importance at the time with which to model our clothes after, rather than perhaps people not of importance and being grabbed? Mostly the the foreman, I guess, like the equivalent of the foreman with the construction plan. They have finer clothing on, they have some jewelry, and uh, they're wearing makeup. That's, I... Fashion a my chronomorphic uniform after the style of All right, so the foreman. What I'm hearing is that you guys are rolling disguise checks. Your target is of course four. Four. Also, four. I would like to be modeled after some of the One. higher philosophers of the day. Well, scientists, but we all know. Three. Three. <laughs> Mace <So>. Hunter. <laughs> So Mace Hunter, Altani, and Dr. Leah Breen, uh, or Leah Breen, all manage to blend in. You have stylish sun garb that's protecting you. You have your, your standard kit of jewelry to make yourselves look like important authority figures. And you've got your makeup on. Uh, Mace Hunter applies with apparent practice. Kafala, (laughs) Kafala is not as good at the disguising thing. Uh, he did put makeup on, uh, but it is kabuki makeup. Um, <laughs> he just like, <laughs> he was lazily flipping through the eras like, ah, that's close enough, that's makeup. So you've got the kabuki makeup on. You, Skag, managed to get a robe together. You, you, like, you really liked the gold that you were seeing in a lot of the common dress of the day so you are decked out in bling and you have a low-hanging robe and you manage to get like a couple markings on your eyes that are sort of makeup like but mostly you're just a lizard in a robe covered in gold 
So I look good? You think you look great. It hangs very well on you, rookie. <laughs> All right, so we're ready to go. Computer, you look ridiculous. <laughs> it is, are you on a starship right now? Are we in some sort of holographic chamber that I'm not aware of? Quiet, computer. <laughs> All right, um, so you, wh- where are you guys headed? Is there a building of importance around? Perhaps other than the pyramid. The pyramid. You know what? I'd actually like to go out and check out the pyramid itself. Um, mm-hmm. y- you know, basic science, but I can muddle through to make sure that, you know, there's nothing inside of the building maybe that's suspicious or... Well, the pyramids, you know, are hundreds of feet across. And at this point in the construction, since it's just before it's completed, it's the chambers inside have probably already been sealed up right now. They're finishing, you know, the, the finish on the side of the Mm -hmm. pyramid. Uh, they're working down. They've, you know, they've started the cap. Um, and you know, this day and age, they look a lot more pointed and, you know, much more, much more beautiful than the eroded pyramids, uh, that we know from our time. Um, but there are definite, like you, uh, being one of the founders of Time Watch, uh, one of the things that your assistant thought of, uh, was to upload on your Autocron a database, uh, similar to Wikipedia, just with different tidbits and facts and maps about the different eras that you'll be visiting. So you know the way to the palace, um, if you, if you want to go there. Yeah. I would like to go there. Although, uh, I would like to, you know, we can see the pyramids mm-hmm. from here. I would like to perhaps use some of my, uh, architecture training and knowledge I've had to see if there's anything different about them than what we would expect. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're, are you just using that or are you spending a point? I'm not spending a point. Okay. Um, so looking, looking at it, uh, you, you actually managed to see some of the foreman as you're, you're looking over it and, uh, you know, the, the people that you're with are dressed well enough that uh, they're not paying you much mind. Like, there are some people who are, like, nervously looking over at you, but the... I wonder why my disguise what is What are you flawless. looking at? Yeah. <laughs> but the, like, nor, like, most people are too busy with the uh, their actual jobs to notice you. Okay. Um, and you look at the, you look at the plans that they're working from. And you only get a glimpse of it as, uh, uh, Dr. Breen head, like, hurries everybody over to the palace. But you do notice that the, the plans that they're working from, uh, the lines that they're using seem too straight. The way the notes and the math are scrawled in, uh, just appear too neat. There's something off, you know, based on the era about the notes that you're looking at. And so you guys head to the palace. And one of the guards catches sight of your party and instantly falls to his knees. There's a pattern, like uh, some of the other guards see that, and everybody starts falling to their knees and bowing. Uh, there is some like low moaning chant that that's coming up. It's it's a little bit like a prayer. This is the standard mace hunter welcome, bask in its glory, everybody. This is also the standard way most mammals react to me. <laughs> I agree. Somebody dressed like very elaborately comes up to you, like with colored clothing. Like there isn't too much color, uh, that you see here on the less wealthy individuals. This person has a lot of jewelry, very elaborate makeup. They come up to you and they just sort of announce before your party, the gods have returned. All hail the gods. They come to bring us new gifts. And then he speaks directly to Skag. Oh, all-powerful god, what can we do to serve you? What has brought you here on this day? Oh, stop. No, no, you look great. Have you lost weight? This is too much. You're you're too kind. Your feathers uh, are... Can I get my hair did like that? Or who do you go to? Unfortunately, it's not for mammals to have. Oh, man. Well, you look great. You just look wonderful. Thank you. What do we call you? So... You may call me Skag. Skag! Great. uh, On the last visit of the gods, Mm -hmm. uh, were some improvements made to the recent plans to those pyramids yonder? Well, I mean, no no more improvements in the plans that we already received. Thank you, by the way. You know who you should speak to? The Pharaoh. I'm gonna go get... You know what? Come with me. 
And the priest leads you into the inner chamber and continues to herald the arrival of the gods. You appear in this throne room. It looks like they've readied themselves. Uh, the guards are standing in a very official posture. And uh, the priest announces, And now the gods shall meet. The pharaoh, I present to you the mighty Skeg, god of... I'm sorry, Skeg, I didn't catch what you were god of. There is no human word for it. There is no mortal word for what Skeg <laughs> commands. The pharaoh gets down from his throne. You, you see he uh, has both the northern and the southern crowns on his head. Um, Skeg. I'm happy to have you grace us with your presence. What do you require? Could we speak someplace pretend- potentially more private? The pharaoh waves off his guards and uh, the throne room is sealed off. <laughs> gods such as us must speak without the prying ears of mortals. Computer here had some uh, <laughs> questions for you about, uh, you know, his memory. Your slave speaks to me, Skeg. Why is this? Hunter, what was it you wanted to say? I, I, I actually, uh, computer here, he had, <laughs> uh, things. Oh, I see. It is the slave same. slave. Is it? The slave slave is, you should definitely not speak being the slave of a slave. The hierarchy that you're working with here is all out of whack. It is hard to find good help. Hunter, what were you trying to say? <laughs> yes, Spit it out. Lord. <laughs> What? Why don't you tell me what you wanted to say, and I will pass it along to Skeg. He was, okay, computer, I will talk to you, and not Pharaoh, or Jesus Skeg. Okay, you were looking, you wanted a reminder, you think you maybe left something out of your amazing plans last time when they got handed off by the other gods. They may have been a typo you wanted to correct, so you needed to... Check them against previous plans. Skeg, Lord Skeg. Uh, my slave here informs me that perhaps there were some flaws in the plan and we should look over the plans that were previously delivered to the Pharaoh. We are more interested in which gods gave the plans. Okay, anyway. Okay, I see the flaws <laughs> of a case system now. <laughs> they have been made readily apparent to me in this moment. Sure. Um... I, I have them here in this chamber, and he, he pulls out a golden scarab that was sitting on the throne, um, and he twists its antenna, and the wings start flapping, and then a light uh, comes out of it, and a tiny hologram uh, with unfamiliar alien-looking characters pops up. Uh, there are there are different dimensions and whatnot and measurements for uh, all three all three great pyramids and the Sphinx. I'm fairly certain I've seen this on the History Channel already. Wait, wait. Your History Channel or... No, yours. Oh, okay. On the History Channel, there were holograms in ancient Egypt. There was also a man with very funny hair that looked much like my feathers. (laughs) Alright, so you guys have investigative skills. At any time, you can activate them to try and get at some of the core clues. So my history ancient, does that apply to the history channel? Um, so, so you, you apply your history ancient, um, and you know that this is definitely not how this is supposed to have gone down. Obviously, uh, you know, people in Egypt through advanced mathematics and, uh, planning and whatnot were able to build the Vast pyramids. Slave groups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, like, you, you know that taking advantage of those very normal resources, they were able to build the pyramids, and the, especially in this timeline, no aliens showed up. Okay. Uh, Lord Skeg, <laughs> perhaps I could get a look at that scarab if I could, like, use my hacking ability to perhaps at least get a point of origin, if not a person. Mm-hmm. And I would love to go ahead and use a point my my one hacking point to get 
super amounts of detail out of this if I can. Excellent. So you interface with the Scarab, and at first it's pretty difficult. A lesser hacker who is not familiar with future technology uh, would have failed at this, but you managed to download a good amount of information, and it details a plan. Not really a plan, more of an agreement. The people in Egypt exchanged knowledge of how to build these monuments for for an unfamiliar alien word. You don't understand what that word, but that was that essentially amounted to the payment the ancient Egyptians had to make to these aliens in order to receive these plans. Um, so you know that this is definitely an anomaly within this timeline. This is not the universe where aliens, that there is one, it's weirder, those History Channel documentaries are 100% fact. This is not. Not the alien documentaries. No, not the alien documentaries. Documentary. So you've gathered from the Scarab that uh, these pyramids were made and there was payment made in exchange for the plans for these pyramids. Lord Skeg, could you ask the pharaoh about this transaction? Perhaps what if they're making these pyramids, what are they getting in return from said aliens? Pharaoh, has payment already been delivered on these plans? No, payment will not be delivered for many thousands of years, as you know, Skeg. Right, of course. Wait, good trying to trick me. I caught you. I'm good at being pharaoh. <laughs> but we will uphold our end of the agreement. Pharaoh, I'm afraid that we might have to renegotiate the agreement. Renegotiate? What for, Skeg? I think I might have to throw the uh, authority dot down here. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh, you spend the authority dot. You are not a really, really a god. I know that. You know that. Okay. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about in front of the slaves here, Skag. Maybe we could have an even more private discussion. <laughs> I will definitely ascend to an afterlife where I will be... As a god in my form right now, I'm 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 simply a, a god without all the powers. Uh, hey, hey, Mace, I uh, I think I saw a large creature of some really rare type just run past the window there. Can you describe it more thoroughly? It wasn't me. It was it was hairy and it had tusks. Why don't that we? That sounds like something I've killed before, but we should check to make sure. <laughs> uh, I think we should. <laughs> All right, what do you mean by renegotiate the terms? Everybody's really looking forward to the pyramid being finished. A lot of uh, even the slaves are excited. All the peasants are excited. Uh, my kingdom will last for a thousand years. Praise unto me. So what's the deal? Why do you want to renege on our deal, bro? <laughs> there has been a change of management in the gods. Well, this is just unacceptable. You know, we we accept your, I think, very reasonable price. We get some wonderful pyramids in exchange. I don't see how it doesn't work out for everybody. Okay? All right? You understand my position? I understand your position. I mean, it's not even a big deal. Uh, the apocalypse is what? Like 16,000 years from now or something stupid like that? We can afford that. We're good for it. You can end everything. I don't care. Whatever. Just give us the pyramids now. Okay? They are very nice pyramids. You're doing yeah. a great job. They align with the stars so nicely. I was I was just saying the other day to my advisor, don't the pyramids align with the stars so nicely? And he said, yes. You are the great and powerful pharaoh. Of course, I agree with you. <laughs> he's, not, he's not inclined to disagree with you? Uh, no, he disagrees with me on very few things, actually. The problem is that... Uh, it looks to some of the gods like giving payment for these pyramids could be helping the now out of power rebel gods and they they're unhappy with you uh rebel gods huh <sighs> yeah those last guys you talked to they're uh they're rebel gods they are now so what do we do? Stop constructing the pyramids? Tear them down? That's going to take a while. That will take a while. That's going to that's going to be a long process. Do we do, we, do we, I don't even know. Do we put the stones back? 
This is, these are these are things that like engineers should be working out. I mean, maybe logistics we don't need, will be difficult. But but we should dis- disassemble the pyramids. Why don't we hold off on the pyramids a little bit for now? You don't need to necessarily disassemble them, but we we want to check some things out. We want to try to hunt down these rebel gods. Figure out. What's All right, going I'm going to need everybody to make Someone a say, chrono stability check. Oh, Difficulty no. is four. Six. Three. My second roll and my second one. <laughs> yeah, you six. Just, uh, it's easier to uh, to keep the thing straight in your head when you do it yourself. Reality anchor will you can use it like medic to fix your chrono stability. All right, so I just all right. Tyrannosaurus Rex is what I rolled. So it's if one, yeah. So if you <laughs> failed the check, me. you Hello. take four points of chrono stability damage. Um, as you have to force yourself to fight, remembering that one of the pyramids does not look as good as the others, and it eroded much more quickly than the others. You hold on to the current timeline. So not only are you fighting the impulse to think, well, there never were any pyramids at all because they all disappeared at a certain point in history, but now one of them was unfinished. So you're doing a little bit more harm than good right now. I'd like to want to pass over, what are these? The, yes, the, uh, stitch, the action the point. Action yeah. points. I want to pass one over the to sti- our, our Lord's gag for impersonating a god for a long period <laughs> of time. You are welcome, Mammal. You're supposed to give him this one. No, 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 it doesn't, no the, the points are irrelevant. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, you give, you give them from the bowl. Oh. Um, and yeah, so that's right. In time watch, uh, we do have action point style things that help you refresh some of your abilities, give you cool powers. Um, and anybody at any time can award them to somebody they're playing with. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind, kids. Okay. So you've discovered that aliens have apparently in exchange for delivering an apocalypse, have given plans to the ancient Egyptians to build pyramids. And the ancient Egyptians accepted that payment. Well, guys, I hate to bring this up here, but um, I'm still not seeing why the pyramids are gone. I mean, exchanging for an apocalypse, then I don't know. That's why I asked the pyramids to maybe not be finished in case that was a trigger. Yeah, well, clearly that worked great. Well, but I'm doing fine. <laughs> I am too, actually. I always thought there was a nose on the Sphinx. Apparently, I was wrong. (laughs) Mace Hunter has a nosebleed, thanks to you, Skag. No, it looks like the Sphinx is completed. So, that is... It's just the... the, The final Great Pyramid hasn't been completed. No, no, the Sphinx is the cat-like structure. The the pyramids aren't Sphinxes. (laughs) With noses on top. Pyramid of (laughs) Corfu. Oh. (laughs) Uh, do we know of any particular apocalypse that happens at 16,000 years from now? No, you don't, actually. There's not, there's nothing in your records. There's not even a war or anything that's similar to that. The first contact doesn't even happen at that point. I'm kind of interested to check out this so-called apocalypse. All right, so are you guys going to be jumping to the potential apocalypse? Yeah, but I'm going to need to change first. I am not it liking like a fun time. Mm-hmm. Apocalypse? 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 Apocalypse now! I- <laughs> <laughs> Maze Hunter worries about if we jump forward and see this apocalypse, then apocalypses will happen. But if we don't look at it, just kind of ignore it, Maybe it won't happen. The old ostrich. I might be ready to just jump on the other side of this whole pyramid disappearance and see what's going on. It's like that guy with his cat. He asked me to babysit it, and it died because I put it in a box. But was it dead? I'm sorry, friend. I killed your cat. Did you actually look in the box? The apocalypse is the cat this time. I so I right. have not looked. I assume it's dead. You just I mounted the whole box on your wall? Is that how that worked? Yes. <laughs> I have. <laughs> and the cat in there is both alive and dead. Okay. Uh, so I think Dr. Breen had a good idea. She wanted to jump to after the pyramids have disappeared. Let's do it. So you guys do hit your autocrons and you jump and you appear as a large crowd of people is gathered around the pyramids. Uh, there, uh, like there appears to be a lot of excitement. There are Wait, some people who are around the former side a- of the pyramid, around the former side of okay. the, where the pyramids were. 
Um, so the, like uh, gathered around where they were, uh, there are a lot of people. Some people are very upset. There's wailing and crying. There are some people who are just talking to each other excitedly. There appears to be a large amount of activity. Is there gnashing of teeth? No gnashing of teeth. So you know you haven't accidentally jumped into an alternate dimension hell. Well, that's good. What do you do? I, well, put- I, I, I want to flip to the correct page of my little makeup Wikipedia this time. Mm-hmm. I, I got some. I got some weird looks last time. Yeah, I want, I want to make sure. I, I get roll, roll your disguise again. Six. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to stay as I am. It seems to be paying off. Probably a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to talk this woman next to me crying. I'm like, hey, what's up? I am not crying. The other woman. The other woman. The, the other one that's crying. Um, <laughs> but if you need a shoulder to cry. The huh? gods have turned on us. They have abandoned us. And they have taken uh, their gifts with them. No. Oh! <laughs> you must be mighty Skeg. Yes. The tiny crocodile-faced god with the weird crocodile body. And all the gold. Don't forget the gold. Oh, yes. All the gold. The god of unknowable things. Skeg, why have you forsaken us? I didn't forsake you. I came back. You see me right here. All right. I'm uh, here to does help. anybody want to activate any investigative roles to try and get information here? Or uh, not, not, not roles, but investigative abilities? You can... I will use my streetwise ability to speak with this commoner. Okay. Um, so she explains the day started out as normal. Uh, I was, I was in the market when I heard a terrible wailing. Some goddess crying out in agony. It filled the kingdom. It sounded like music. And then in as many moments, I saw horrible dancing lights take away the pyramids. All that was left was are you, are you spending any points? You have the option. Okay, so you spent so you spent the point. Um, and it standing in their place was Sekhmet, or I learned that the ancient Egyptian pronunciation was more likely Shakima. Um, she dances nicely. God of fire! She took the pyramids from us. She said that we did not deserve them. That no one deserved them. And then she disappeared. At Define Disappear. Uh, I'm just... Mace Hunter has noticed and he's just looking at the pyramids. So, like, where the pyramids were. Is it just, like, literally they blinked out of existence and there's just almost as if they were never there. So, like, maybe somehow they were, like, physically moved and there's somehow a remainder of their presence there. Like, at least even, like, packed in sand so that they were there. Oh, so what investigative ability would you be using? You don't need to spend a point in it, but tell me which investigative ability you'd be using to de- make that determination. Um, well, I was thinking uh, notice. Just kind of looking at Notice. The Perfect. So, yeah, you go investigate uh, the area around the pyramid, and you see that a lot of you, you guys jumped in very soon after. The sand itself is smoking. Uh, some of the sand in regular intervals around the pyramid has been turned into glass. Uh, there was a huge spike in energy around these pyramids that caused them to disappear. It wasn't just that they were blinked out of existence. Something was set up that created some sort of energy stir- disturbance that took them away. Computer, does sand smoke? Oh, hi there, Mason. <laughs> Come on, smart guy. Uh, sand only smokes when raised to a high temperature. So someone with heat powers. That checks out with this whole goddess of fire idea. I'd like to use, uh, I'm not sure if it's history future mm-hmm. or, uh, or timecraft or something. When generally would someone with this kind of technology have existed? You know, assuming this is technology. You actually have the person who invented this sort of technology the autocron teleport both teleports things and travels them through time so this is would would be something similar to dr leah breen's work i mean i i know a lot about science science 
So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about that, but I was wondering if you could like tell it to them in just general terms. So yeah, she starts speaking in incredibly technical technical terms. Uh, she's explaining well the 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 you know the space time matrix needs to be distorted in these ways, so you need this sort of energy density to pack it in, and so. You, the general gist of it that you get, uh, after Altani, you know, sort of listens to it glass-eyed, she just sort of speaks out a simplified version of it. It's sort of like Star Trek, like putting too much air in a balloon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> essentially, it takes an incredible energy, energy density to either teleport something or move it through time. And once you're teleporting things, moving them through time is not that much of a step away. Now, all of your autocrons do put off heat. It's just the autocron is designed in a way that has a self-cooling system. Leah pauses like, if I had to do something like this, if I had to teleport away an entire pyramid, I wouldn't have a way to deal with that heat. So you'd get this sort of phenomena where the environment around it is absorbing that heat. And that's why there's so much molten sand around where the pyramids were. Thank you, Dr. Breen. That was well, yes, I'm a very glad. Good that explanation. Like heating a sword from a forge, says Altani, simplifying <laughs> everything. Um, sweetheart. Yes, Mace. Uh, thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, now, do you have any way, uh, that sounds like a whole lot of energy. Um, something that Mace knows a lot about is tracking um, his prey. Is there any sort of trail that it left, either through this world or as it teleported to another time or world? Mm-hmm. Well, given enough expertise, you can, in fact, track any sort of time travel. I mean, it gets a little bit much like computer hacking, as you guys are a little bit more familiar with. I mean, it's harder to trace sometimes than others, but I'm imagining with a huge heat signature like this, we could certainly do something. Um, Actually, I think I have right over here. Let me just tinker around a quick minute. Yes, yes, I have a few things here in my purse that I think I could do a little something with. Um, Let me see how how I can put this together, and I'm going to tinker some something. I have to roll for that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm adding two. Sorry. Well, what are you rolling? Which, tinkering, tinkering to make something to follow heat sources. So you're modifying your autocron. You're using the function that normally allows you in a time chase to follow to the next location of the person who used the autocron in front of you to try and uh, track this signature. One of the things that you're finding is it's not strong enough to get you to the exact point in space-time wherever it might have gone. However, you think if you were able to triangulate it with enough data that you might be able to find that point in time. If only you had some data on finding large pyramid-shaped objects. Or finding other <laughs> disappeared objects. She just oh, yeah. needs to, she just needs to know where this went. Has anybody called into Time Watch lately? Do they know? Are we missing anything else? Um, Anybody's chronal stability been going a little as crazy? As you say that, I want you guys to make three chrono stability rolls three. in a row. Ooh. Okay, roll three at a time. Yep. And I'm just letting you know, guys, the stakes are a little bit higher right now. Yeah. This will, if you fail these, it will cause five damage because there's some big disturbances. Are we adding yes. them and averaging them or? Uh, no, you're not adding them and averaging them. Okay. It's just success or failure. I Three successes. Perfect. Two failures. Less perfect. I, uh, one failure. All right. Ditto. Two over here. Two. Okay. So those of you who had two failures lose 10 points. Those of you with one failure lose five points of chrono stability. As I gain some chrono stability on my three successes? As Time Watch calls in, Agents! Agents! We have an emergency. It appears the Stone Heads on Easter Island, Stonehenge, and the Taj Mahal have all disappeared from history. And what's worse, I can't even send you out there. Apparently, the time distortion matrix, any more time travel in there could rip a hole in space-time. I can't ask you to come back to the Citadel, either. I I, I know myself right now makes a little bit review on chrono stability. Right now, I'm at negative three. You're fine. I'm at negative six. When you're at negative eleven, you will... Blink out of existence. Is there a halfway red, point, but that though? Like, yeah, between like, fi- between negative of- five and negative six, based on how it's here, you get a like a little crazy, right? Yeah. Do you get, yeah. Well, I'm a little like crazy. A, or what's an added difficulty or something to. Um, 
so it's not like I, I'll handle what I'll tell you whether or not like whenever you make chrono stability checks, I'll tell you whether or not you're getting added difficulty right now. The thing that you should be focusing on is this has introduced different timelines than the ones that you're familiar with. Uh, so in these timelines, the Taj Mahal, the Great Pyramid, Stonehenge uh, and the Easter Island heads have never existed. Um, however you feel that would affect history, you start having memories from that alternate future. Oh, and that's what low chronostability means. That's what low chronostability means is time is trying to correct itself mm-hmm. to this new reality. So it's physically altering your memories. Now, a- as agents of Time Watch, you have the ability to resist that. But should you not, you'll disappear from this reality and start living in the alternate reality. So I don't need to make reality anchor checks yet. Yet. I can't invite you back to the Citadel either. Any major chronal shift between dimensions is going to cause irreparable damage to space-time. Agents, you have to figure out wherever they're going to strike next. Okay, that's a problem. I wasn't sure. God damn it, Mace. You're on my last nerve. (laughs) How many last nerves do you have, sir? Don't answer. Sorry. Don't answer that. It's fine. It's cool. I'm starting to wonder if these were... If there's really a crime taking place. I mean... What were these supposed monuments that were taken? I I, I don't... I haven't heard of them. They you better there. be kidding me, Kefala. Uh, Somebody uh, throw some water on his face. He's having uh, a time jump. Uh, <laughs> I normally don't throw water at a computer, but, you know... Splash. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I... We'll I put you in everything. some rice. It'll be fine. <laughs> Um, so about that triangulation thing I was just talking about, seems like we've got some good data points to go off of at this point, but we can't travel to them, so... We can't time travel to them. Interesting proposition. Could I I perhaps... planes. Could you know I this. perhaps uh, spend a little time researching other monuments that are yeah other so type? so yeah <laughs> like using an maybe not a well sure I'll use a point in research you put use a point in research um and you're you're combing through the database and uh you you type in the pyramids Easter Island Stonehenge and the Taj Mahal and it comes up with a list of seven locations and the title of that list is the Seven Wonders of the World. And there are three other locations on that list the Roman Colosseum, the Great Wall of China, and the Lines of Nazca. Oh, the Colosseum. So much fun, guys. Have you been? Have you been? No, but we could go now if you want to. Oh, man. The Colosseum is the closest of all of those monuments to your location currently. Macy, would you like to take a field trip? Oh, my God. I know a guy. He can totally just get us in for free. Indeed. However, my family has long been amused by this Great Wall of China. <laughs> it is a charming little thing. I think they built it for us. However, I'm not too certain. Great Wall of China. Is that where we're going? Great Wall of China is further. You guys could try and teleport there. That will take a chrono stability check as the fabric of space-time is very flimsy right now. And any more massive disappearances could damage it further. Oh, I, I wouldn't worry about that too much. I mean, after all, we did all make that plan to put a cloaked flying ship in here, right in right uh, right in Egypt, just in case this happened. Right? Ah, are you spending that? Are you spending? Uh, no, it's, uh, this is preparedness. If I have eight, mm-hmm. I can do flashback scenes where we all coordinated on something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the booster for preparedness. Oh, perfect. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you like you click a button. And your spaceship decloaks. And that's where we'll end session for this week. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but be sure to join us next time for more Time Watch adventures. Once again, I want to congratulate Charo Vaughn and all the Redditors who helped contribute to his Reddit's Gift Exchange Riddlers Challenge. If you missed the excitement of the challenge, don't worry. The crossword that Charo Vaughn had to solve in order to unlock his small-time Gotham fiasco playset is still available at peachesandhotsauce.com. I want to apologize for taking so long to put it up. I had to do a rewrite on a couple of the sections after Sam pointed out to me that not all of it was exactly Gotham-themed. But it'll be up on Wednesday, and it will be beautiful! Also, be sure to look out for the new episode of Critical Success, which comes out on Thursday. 
Remember to follow us on Twitter at OneShotRPG or like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. If you like the show and you want to support us, be sure to tell your friends. And you can always go over to iTunes and write us a rating and review. Those help us get featured, which help new people find the show. One Shot is a Peaches and Hot Sauce presentation. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Hey,